to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Welcome back. I'm Steve. I'm a licensed professional therapist here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. With me is Julia, the co-host and a therapeutic coach. Together we talk about a variety of different subjects, or sometimes we interview other people to provide you with a different perspective about life and to help you to be a better you. To contact us, it's 918-280-08690 or coachsoul.com. These are two ways to contact us, not on an emergency basis, but to provide feedback, questions for upcoming shows. And if you'd like to be on the show, please use the contact page on the website. We would love to hear from you. Happy Thanksgiving, Julia. Same to you, Steve. <laughs> you know, this is a Thanksgiving week. One of the things I did on Facebook was I challenged everybody on my Facebook to be thankful for something. So there's 24 days to the day of Thanksgiving. And every day I write on Facebook something that I'm thankful for. I love it. And one of the things that I'm thankful for this past Sunday when I did Thanksgiving was humor. I'm thankful for humor. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I have this little post. How many light bulbs does a narcissist have? Oh, goodness. How many, Steve? None, because he gaslights. Okay. I, feel I, right. I know it's a dad joke, right? <laughs> it's definitely a dad joke. <laughs> But that's one of the things we, we could be thankful for. And each day we find something that we're thankful for. And I am thankful that you and I have crossed paths. And you and I are inter- number one international best-selling authors in the book of line. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. Yes. And for me, it was the second time that I've reached that status. And I'm going to just tell you, it was just as exciting the second time as it was the first time. And there's something beautiful about having accomplished that. And now we can say we've done it and which gives us permission to pursue that next goal, whatever it may be. Um, but this is just the I love ending or coming to an end for the year and ha- being able to say this. And just go, oh my gosh, Steve, guess what? We're international best, number one international best-selling authors. So, woo. And we were number one in other 20 categories mm-hmm. on Amazon as well. Yes. So it is a great book uh, of collective authors that came together. It's and so- that's something to be thankful for. Yes, it is. Yes. And just to think about the impact that we have on each other's lives is something to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. What are some things that you're thankful for? Oh, my goodness. Well, number as I'm driving down the road today and I'm looking outside and I'm, my, I'm going, I am stunned by the sunshine and the blueness of the sky. I'm stunned by the colors that the leaves are turning during the season um, and just how full my heart feels. I love that, that warmth of the colors combined with the coolness of the air and there's something about it that's incredibly comforting and lets uh, lets me know that i i am loved from a source that i can't see it's a divine aspect i guess is what i would say there 
now I I'm thankful for fall and I enjoy the fall leaves, the color to me, it's God's woven blanket <laughs> or a quilt, as you would say. Yes. Hardly anybody makes quilts anymore. My grandmother used to. I have three of her original quilts that she quilted for me by hand. Mm. And so I'm very thankful for her. You know, it's it's amazing how we interact with families. And I remember calling my grandmother. And when we hang up, she would always say, thank you for the flowers of today. Mm-hmm. It was just the thoughtfulness of taking that thought and being thankful for a phone call. Yes. Yes. What is it behind being thankful? Well, I think that, uh, and our listeners may not be aware of, the, of this, but every time we express gratitude, there are two specific hormones that show up uh, that increase and that's serotonin and dopamine it actually causes us to have a more genuine love towards a thing or a person it is it helps us to feel good lighter and happier when we express words of gratitude and so it because if if we're in a challenging situation just by taking the time to list about 10 things and many people have a, like a gratitude journal for instance um you can start that and just sit down and express gratitude for 10 things and and immediately you begin to change the chemistry in your body which means that you're going to feel a little bit better than when you uh, prior to writing those things down or just ver- verbally expressing them Isn't that amazing? You know, I was just thinking about there is new research that has come out that talks about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was recently published in Science Direct, which indicates the materialism runs counter to happiness. I believe it. And yeah, and so that's because gratitude seems to confer robust benefits for well-being. And it's funny because a lot of people um, look for happiness outside of themselves. They chase it. And happiness is within them. It's how you choose it. Think about those who were involved in the Holocaust. How did they survive the Holocaust? A lot of them were in their mind of happiness. I think I remember one of the quotes from the Jewish Holocaust saying, that's one thing they can never take away from me is either hope or happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure on the happiness note, I can't speak on that one, but what they did have was hope. And they would, uh, many of them would relive stories of, of uh, goodness and community and love that would keep them um, moving forward each and every day. It just helped them survive. And I think that when we, at least from my thoughts and opinions, this is from the book of Julia, and you guys will probably hear this many times in a podcast, but the um, there is something about being in the darkness of life or our shadow times. And Uh, Even though we may not be able to physically um, find the happiness that we're experiencing outside our world, we can 
um, come to a place where there's an inner peace, an inner acceptance of where we are and a befriending that can occur. And um, no matter what our circumstances are. And so I think that that can lead to a place where we can offer gratitude even if it's in our breath work, for instance, and we talk about that, you know, on a pretty regular basis, um, but it's just that ability to just breathe in and then breathe out. If you can't find gratitude for anything else, your lungs are working. <laughs> so I think that's a helpful place to start. There, there was a Dr. Emmons. There were two psychologists, Dr. Robert A. Emmons of the University of California and Dr. Michael E. McCullough of University of Miami. And it was interesting in this research that they did, there was 411 people that participated in this in this group. There were three of them. One group wrote about things they were grateful for that occurred during the week. Mm. A second group wrote about daily irritations or things that had displeased them. And the third wrote about events that had affected them, whether it was there was no emphasis on being positive or negative. But what they found after 10 weeks, which was interesting, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic and felt better about their lives. And surprisingly, they also exercised more and had fewer visits to physicians that had focused on sources of aggravation. Hmm. So... Well, I was going to talk about, too, a, a, there was a study of couples that found individuals who took the time to express gratitude to their partner, mm -hmm. not only felt more positive toward the other person, but also felt more comfortable expressing concerns about the relationship. I think that's interesting that you mentioned that last one, because um, as I was taking a walk with my partner and we're walking down the road and I'm, and the breeze is beautiful. The sun's beautiful. And this is just earlier. Um, I could feel immense gratitude. And because of that, I was able to look over at him and go, I am so grateful that you're a part of my life, a part of this journey, journey right now. And I could just speak and I, all this stuff just started coming up from a place of gratitude. Now, why is that even important? Because, and the reason is, is because when we are able to express greater gratitude and talk about things that are of concern, that leads also into quicker and deeper ability to do repair work. So um, I think it's uh, Gottman Institute, I believe is who it was that talks about the value. It isn't about the ouches in the relationship. Okay. It's about the couple's ability to repair the ruptures in that relationship. And that can only really happen if they can come from a space of gratitude that they see goodness and love and hope within that the scope of that relationship so i'm yes i'm all into that study that's beautiful well you, you think about too we used to do cards through snail mail mm -hmm. we don't do as many cards anymore through snail mail usually it's on facebook happy birthday mm -hmm. or, or a text <laughs> or a text but we really don't get into the handwriting and one of the things that when you handwrite, you're also processing at the same time. Yes. And a written note, I don't know about you, but yeah, text is great. 
but someone that took the time to write a letter or send a card or a thinking of you note, that is gratitude for me. <laughs> and so when we think about Thanksgiving Day coming up in a couple of days, I mean, here it is Tuesday and we got Thursday coming and <laughs> I'm going to be grateful for that turkey. It sacrifices <laughs> life for me and I'm just going to gobble it up. Sorry, some more dad jokes. <laughs> that was cute though. I'll give you credit. They're at least cute. <laughs> well, gotta, I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say humor helps part of that gratitude. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, Dr. M. Emoto, and this is a long-standing study on water, mm -hmm. actually took words and um, placed them on different petri dishes of water, and and uh, it's actually snowflakes, as I believe is what it is, or the little flakes that are created in the freezer, and he attached words um, to these petri dishes. And what was interesting is that the positive words, especially love and gratitude, thankfulness, created this beautiful, beautiful um, artistic snowflake um, when, when frozen. The water that was frozen with negative comments or negative words was deformed and broken. And just, it, I won't, I hate to use the word ugly, but just wasn't the same and as pure looking as the ones that had expressed love and gratitude. So our bodies, if we think about it, our bodies are 80% water. And so what we're speaking Okay, matters. Speaking to each other, the words that we're using towards ourselves. Um, gratitude is so, so incredibly important. It's, it is truly a voice of life that we're giving to ourselves and each other. What do you think about that? Like, you know, I, I've heard it the other way around with Dr. Emoto is that, that he took various water molecules from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And studying oh, the water. Study. Yes, that was an yeah. addition. And mm -hmm. he did a rice experiment. Mm -hmm. Three three jars. One's a control, meaning that it's not touched. So he made rice. Now, rice absorbs water. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to see if water is impacted. Does water impact what absorbs it? And so he put rice out of the same batch in three different jars mm -hmm. one label was hate one label was love and i talk about this with my clients too especially with couples and when we talk about words it's important how couples be able to talk to one another because here's the impact after 30 days you know he he spoke love to love and hate to hate and the control jar, he did nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think happened to the control jar? It molded. Yeah. So right? it had some life in it because mold requires some life. Yes, go ahead. Except for McDonald's food. There's no <laughs> life. It will not mold. Sorry. Um, shameless. Uh, yeah. Another bad joke. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> but then you look at the studies of, of food. It, it does mold. Hmm. Now, what do you think happened to the hate jar? Oh, I, I don't think it grew at all. I think it had no life in it whatsoever. 
it molded, but it had twice the amount of mold, but it had black mold. Mm. Now, what do you think happened to the love jar? Oh, I think it flourished. Yeah, that's how you got homemade sake. It'll take <laughs> you 30 days. It just fermented. There was no mold. So a group of high school students thought, ah, we don't believe this. We're going to try it. So they tried the same plants, to uh, same kind of pots, potting soil, everything. They encased it. Had the same amount of water, fertilizer, everything. Same sun, everything. Mm -hmm. Every day they had a recording, hate and love. Which plant lasted? Oh, my gosh. Uh, being a gardener, I'm going to tell you right now, even my house plants, when I speak love and gratitude in them, when I play classical music mm. and, you know, or rainstorms or anything like that, the plants flourish. They oh, yes. it is a speaking language to them. I mean, they love it. And um, and I, I know what's happened when I would have plants and I would just I'd go, oh, my gosh, I'm just not sure about you. I may have to I may have to throw you away. Mm. And those plants had a harder time um, producing and coming back to life in a flourishing manner. Uh, so I can tell you that hate jar probably had no the little plant probably had no hope. Well, the, the hate plant died. Yeah. The love flourished. Gone. And if you think about that, our bodies are 70%, not 80, 70%. Yeah. Have to, <laughs> sorry. It, it's about 70, 74% of water that our bodies made up. Babies are about 76%. And then as we grow, it sloughs off the water. We become about 74%. And you think about the full moon. If it affects the tides, that explains human behavior on a full moon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've worked in patient. I've seen it. And I know you've been in law enforcement. You've seen it. But here's You're the thing. Love this. I'm just sorry. I'm going to correct this because both of us. Okay, please do. Husband. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I think it's important to provide our listeners with correct information. Yes. Um, it is 60% for men and 55% for women. Thanks for Google. <laughs> Dr. Google. We love Dr. Google. That, that'll work. All right. So I was always told we were up to 70%. So, okay. I was too. Yeah. I was told a little bit more than that, but that's yep. okay. We're good. All right. So, for our listeners, men are made up of 60% water and women are 55. Yeah. 55. And the reason there is a reason why we're going into the 70s, and that's because the brain and the heart are actually about 73 to 77% water. So there is a reason why we're coming up with the, the 70 go. close to 80. So that's okay. good. At least we remembered some of it. Yes. In our old age, I'm glad we're remembering. <laughs> oh, and the lungs is about 83%. So there you go. Okay. Uh, so when you gratitude, that is the point. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Words are important. And it's how we flourish it's how we speak to one another and when we think about words it's important to be able to establish communication yes and here's a here's a fact silent treatment or we choose to ignore somebody with silent treatment it's the controller's way of victimizing its victim by having control and silent treatment it, research has shown that 
it is as destructive as having a concussion from a car wreck. That's devastating. Because what happens with silence and communication, if that person does not communicate, it causes harm to the other person. Well, I, now, I think it's just important to their state for just a second to realize that even whether or not uh, if you're there's a difference between being silent with an individual and shutting them off. I think we call that stonewalling. Uh, oh, gray rocking. It's I think it's called gray walking. We're going to have to go and look up these these definitions again because it's been a minute. But I think it's called gray walk. Um, yeah, rocking, gray rocking. And um, and the thing is, there's a difference between that and its companion, which is talking negatively about individuals through gossip when they're not around mm. um, and i think both of them have that probably the same amount of damage percentage if we're to look that up you know on a scientific basis so mm, are we speaking life into the people's lives that we say we care about good point point. and with thanksgiving we're going to have those families that mm. ah here comes yep. uncle buck <laughs> you know we don't know how to deal with uncle buck I don't know if you ever seen Uncle Buck, but it's those family members that kind of rub you wrong sometimes. Or they may say the wrong thing because they're in they're drinking too much. Sometimes we have to have emotional, healthy boundaries to help deal with these things. Yes, yes. And one of the things I talked about my clients too within the last two minutes that we have is when I explain to them, we can either expect or accept. We can expect our person to behave the way we want them to, or because they can't meet our expectation, we're just going to have to accept that this is the person that who they are. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned is I had to learn to accept that the people in my life to be who they are as much as I want to expect them to do better. They just can't. And you try to expect somebody to love you the way you need them to just doesn't work. It makes you miserable. So I learned how to accept people for who they are, but also with healthy boundaries, I learned who my inner circle is going to be and who's going to be my support system. Yes. 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 Well, and I, I think that that's a, there, oh my, I can tell this is probably going to lead into another podcast on this, but I would ask the question that if we have expectations for anyone, is it their responsibility to meet our expectations mm. and how much of those expectations are actually healthy versus non-healthy, um, you know, I want to say boundaries there, but it's, you know, how much of it is healthy versus non-healthy? Um, and, the and then, and then I, I want to hit and circle back around to what you said before, and that is finding the joy, the happiness, the gratitude that is within instead of without. So I know we're running short on time here, so thank you for this time. <laughs> No, I am very thankful uh, for this time and being blessed with you. Uh, to our listeners, we want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. 
wherever you may be. Yes. Please remember those who are single, mm-hmm. whether they're widowed by choice or, or whatever the reason may be. Please remember those who are single because this is the hardest time because families get together and some singles are left out. Just be mindful of who is in your audience and presence in your at that time. Yes, yes, and yes. And reach out. I mean, seriously, reach out to your support system. Don't be afraid to to just simply say, I need to be with somebody. Um, and, and make that a pro-choice or pro-step that you take as a part of your well-being and wholeness. And, uh, and if you choose to be alone, let it be because you want the, solidar- the solitary time versus feeling alone because you didn't know how to reach out. Um, get out and just be a part of it all if you can. And I'm just grateful for you, Steve. I'm grateful for this time. Likewise. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then. Be safe and be kind.